We're listening to Thought for the Week. Our guest speaker this morning, Reverend Mark Rogers. 8.30 now and a look at the latest on the weather front. Winter monsoon now affecting the South China coastal areas is being replaced by a maritime airstream gradually. So for today, cloudy, a few rain patches, a maximum of around 16 degrees. Mist patches by tonight, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong at first. Now the outlook, humid conditions, temperatures rising continuously over the next couple of days. The weather will become cold again by midweek. Now the cold weather warning is in force right now, currently 14 degrees Celsius, relative humidity at uh, 90%. Being a mother is great, but taking care of a baby can sometimes be a bit overwhelming. Thank goodness for the Employees Retraining Board's Smart Baby Care Scheme. The helper they provided is a genuine baby care expert. She gives me tips on how to take care of my baby and helps with my postnatal menu. The scheme also provides infant and child care services, and there are no administrative costs. For more details, please visit the ERB website or call the hotline on 182182. From one. An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3. Time on Radio 3, 8.32. And today on Asian Threads, Renita talks to Ray Leung about her personal cancer story and how it has brought many changes in her life these last seven years. Cancer is a leading killer in the world causing more deaths than AIDS, malaria, and tuberculosis combined. Statistically, one in three people will experience cancer in their lifetimes. In 2008, at the age of 31, Ray Leung was diagnosed with a mucoepidermoid carcinoma, a rare form of cancer in her lungs. She immediately underwent surgery, in which her doctors removed a tumor the size of a tennis ball. But the cancer still spread to other parts of her body her pancreas, her liver, and her brain. Since then, her life has been a roller coaster of PET scans, chemotherapy, and radiotherapy. She was diagnosed with just one year to live, but seven years later, she's still fighting strong. Is it harder to deal with this terminal disease at a young age? Or is it harder to know that it can never be cured? Ray's Cancer Story this is what we'll look at today on Asian Threads. Asian Threads. Asian Threads. Spinning the tales of Asian communities and cultures, their personal accounts, their history, and their literature. Asian Threads. This program is sponsored by the Wing Foundation. I was diagnosed with cancer in 2007. I was 
31 years old, about to turn 32 in about a month back then. So I was on the verge of real adulthood. Well, it didn't feel like that. I was already very much comfortable with myself. And then the shock of a diagnosis came along. I was... I'm born in Hong Kong. I was born here and then I lived elsewhere. At that point in time, at the time of diagnosis, I was not in Hong Kong. So I had to... Because of um, my network being here in Hong Kong, my family being here in Hong Kong, I had to be transported here to deal with surgery, with a lot of subsequent uh, drama that surrounds cancer and health, a lot of treatment, and um, that was what, six, seven years ago now? So that was the beginning of my story, or this chapter of my life. And that was definitely a beginning of a, a real change in my life, in lifestyle. I was living in Shanghai at the time, actually. And then I changed to Hong Kong, and then, I mean, moved here to deal with, deal with my cancer and treatment and so on so it was relocation it was displacement definitely and was it a positive experience I think it's always a bit of yes and no good and bad she could have gave up on her ambitions and spent the rest of her life just wishing said she listened to mama's voice hold your What's inevitable with cancer is that the changes it brings about. Was cancer an up and down at the same time? Yes, I feel that. A lot of downs because there's a lot of physical hardship, definitely. But also there are ups. I've learned so much through this experience. Um, personal, internal evolution, development. Many things that I've learned in the last few years about myself about people around me, about science, about healing, about nutrition, about just who I am inside, really. Even though Ray was lucky enough to undergo surgery fairly soon after her initial diagnosis, she didn't realize for the longest time that the thing she had was actually cancer. It took quite a few weeks for the facts to sink in that, wow, I have cancer. I was in a lucky enough position that, yes, it was an urgent situation and that I needed surgery very soon after diagnosis. It was a matter of five days. It wasn't a case where patient had to sit for months before surgery date rolled up because I didn't have to sit and wait. And... I was very lucky to have a short few days, only a short few days, for the surgery to happen. And it was only after surgery that it sank in that I realized my life was about to change in the long haul. That this is life-changing, that everything will be different. For example, 
the obvious one. There's a scar right down my front on my chest. This is surgery that opened up my rib cage. So, yes, this was on my chest. And so, definitely, the way I look at myself in the mirror from that day onwards, it's different. She made it through the surgery fine. They said they caught it just in time. But they had to take more than they planned. And now it's four smiles and baggy shirts to hide what the cancer took from her. And she just wants to feel like a woman again. And so much other change change of location, change of address. My circle of friends. What's constant is myself, me, my family is around me. That never changed. And I'm very thankful for that. Why did your circle of friends change? Only because I had to change cities. Not that they're out of my life. No, no. I just mean the presence. The everyday count, uh, encounter and contact. I just mean... The circle of friends changing, meaning the people I see on a daily basis. Yes, these friends from Shanghai definitely came to see me. And I have reconnected with friends that I had made in Hong Kong before I lived in Shanghai. And it's only now, six years later, that I have started making new friends. But even though her friends have been a strong source of support, it hasn't necessarily been easy for them to watch Ray as she has struggled along her journey. Ray is going through, you know, ten million times, ten million times of things yeah. going through her head, being sick and all. And there I am, like crying my eyes out, and I'm like, I should be the strong yeah. one. Yeah. But you haven't given us the chance to be the strong okay. friend. I feel like if something <gasps> tragic or you know something, I was gonna get sick, I wouldn't be so afraid. Right. And that's so because of you, because. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Because you're so strong. Aww. Even my parents are like, God, actually, we're so glad it's not you. Because <laughs> you're so One of the things that you talked about was the family support, and I think you said that you particularly appreciated their business as usual approach.、Mm. Yeah, tell us about that. I think it was a combined,、um, collective decision. Not that we had a an open decision particularly about this, but consciously we just went ahead with our lives because this doesn't make us just. Stand still and deal with me all of the time because that would be a too much attention on one person of the family within the family.
And secondly, other family members also require attention. We all need to move on with our lives. And this is a bump on the road. Yes, we will deal with it all together. But we need to move on as a unit. So along the way, my sister met the man in her life, got married, and now she's about to have a baby. And other family members as well have moved on. But even though Ray's family have tried their best to have a business-as-usual approach, inside, it's not necessarily easy for them either. Sometimes they felt that she wasn't actually doing enough. Here's an excerpt of a conversation she had with her father, David, her mother, Vicky, and her sister, Anne. Well, I told you that if you don't do anything for six months, let alone a year, this thing here will, will, will be just going to not, uh, to such an extent that uh, it's becoming uncontrollable. What's inside the, the pancreas, uh, tried, we hopefully it has been um, controlled by the, by the tomo irradiation, but we still haven't done anything to the, to, to the recurrent tumour in the, in the lungs. Mum, Dad, myself and probably my brother as well each have an opinion about how Ray should handle her cancer and we each think and agree with each other that she's not handling it the way we would like her to handle it. I mean, have we concluded that I'm not doing enough? Is that the general consensus? At the moment. Don't you think that, you know, you should at least try a bit more? Sure, I would, and as, and you would, and Dad would, but if she chooses not to, then but what then can we do? But if you chooses not to, even though you know that it is, you know, good for you, why not give it a try? Yes, there's so many, so many things I can do, but it's just, it's just too many voices telling me what. And it makes me want to just run away. things, Ray, that you mentioned was um, there was this change of body image, mm. and that was quite impactful. Can you tell me about that? It took a long time for that to come around. Definitely at the beginning was the scarring from the surgery, and then change of image came through also from chemotherapy, and yes, from what everybody knows from the media, there's loss of hair. And that's very impactful for women. So I went through that twice, chemotherapy, but only the second time did I lose hair. It doesn't always affect women the same way or people the same way. Change of image um, included directly in just loss of hair. And then very recently, or in the last two years, a drastic weight loss in my case. 
in the last four years, I would say, I have lost in pounds fifty-five pounds. Yes, I am thankful. I am just blessed that I had the weight to lose. If I didn't, if I started this game, this cancer circus, as an average weight person, I would just be too thin, and too thin to be even healthy. So, in that change of、um, body shape, there was definitely a change in perception, not from myself, or not only from myself, but from people around me as well. The constant "Wow, you look amazing! You look great!" meaning you look so different from before because you've lost so much weight. You look better, but do these people know what I've gone through? Some do, and some don't. And some, and those who did, still remarked the same way. And I just wonder: Do they really think? Do they not put two together that I lost weight because I went through health crisis? And if that's the cause, that's the reason, then is it still something to be celebrated? Is it still something to be coveted? Do women still? Wish for this? If you have to go through cancer to lose fifty-five pounds, would you? One of the things that you wanted to explore, at least in the earlier days, was the use of both traditional healing systems, Chinese medicine, perhaps, as well as、uh, more contemporary Western medicine. What do you think about that? Were you, were you pressured to go one way or the other? No,、um, no, no pressure at all to go either way. There are many、um, established options, so I was presented with different. Methods in both、um, Western and Chinese、um, cultures. So I did select or go through、um, variety of them and find out which ones were best suited for me. There were a number of alternative therapies that Ray decided to explore. She sought nutritional advice from Dr. Mitchell Gainer, an alternative medical practitioner. And the founder of Gaina Integrative Oncology in New York. I'm more optimistic than I've ever been as far as cancer treatment today and its future in combining targeted therapies, anti-angiogenic therapies, chemotherapy with some amazing nutritional modalities. For somebody to heal, it's not enough just to come in and get drugs. Part of what healing means is what can somebody do. To heal themselves, so to understand the answer to that question, it's not possible to just use the intellect alone. You have to have your heart. Then, 
Back in Hong Kong, she met with Gary Lim to explore bioresonance, which uses electromagnetic energy to trigger healing in the body. Now, bioresonance therapy is a non-invasive, gentle therapy that uses specific electromagnetic wave to treat various conditions of the body. Now, the main difference between bioresonance and taking a chemical drug is that the body is able to reject the electromagnetic wave. But if the wrong drug is administered, the side effect could be very drastic. So you just need to sit back and relax. Now, what I'm going to do is I will use this device. Magic wand. It's called magic wand. It's called biotensor. Now, because what this plate here is placed here, not as a treatment, but more for diagnosing. Okay. This is also an output from the machine to send you the electric electromagnetic signal, right? right? I'm seeing if your body is absorbing it or rejecting. How can you see? I can't see precisely. That's why I need this. Wow. Uh, this is one. <laughs> so if your body is absorbing it, you know, oh. it will go towards you. Oh, okay. Wow. So if your body is rejecting, it will go up and down. Now after the test, we found that your body have a high toxic overload. You have a lot of pathogens like bacteria and viruses. So what we can do is to improve your immune system and help your body to detox. She also met with Michelle Gabby, an emotional freedom technique or EFT coach. EFT is an energy tapping methodology that claims to release emotional and physical energy blocks. Okay, so we're going to start tapping here. All right. Okay. So even though I've been dealing with this, even though I've been dealing with for this, three and a half years, for three and a half years, it's stopping me from moving on. It's stopping me from moving on. And I feel like I'm stuck in a hole. And I feel like I'm stuck in a hole. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Love and accept myself and my life and my life. And does that feel okay to say? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't think I have found the exact one that is on its own. I don't think any of them should be used, um, or in my case anyway, um, practiced on its own. At the moment, I am on medication, and that is、uh, medication purely from Western manufacturers. I was for a while using Chinese medicine as well, herbal medicine, and that is a long-term, long-term、uh, approach. So along the way, it's a decision whether we combine the two together. And at the moment, I'm on Western medicine only, medication only. It's been years since they told her about it. The darkness her body possessed, and the scars are still there in the mirror. Every day that she gets herself dressed, though the pain is miles and miles behind her. And the fear is now a docile beast. If you ask her why she is still running, she'll tell you it makes her complete. I run for hope. Even though Ray has taken full ownership of her cancer, she doesn't like it when people define her by the disease. 
After all, there is so much more to her as a human being. Because of the effort I've made in raising awareness for what I've gone through and what other people dealing with cancer go through, I've been labeled or perceived as the poster child to cancer, at least in Hong Kong. And yes, I put myself there. I don't blame anyone. Um, I do want to make a positive effort and effect on people in changing their views and also breaking down the taboos of talking about cancer, about the effects of it, of a disease. Why not talk about it? It's something we do need to talk about so other people know about it as well. As defined by cancer, I mean, as long as there is perception of me associated with cancer, I'm always perceived as someone, as the cancer girl. But there's so much more about me that came on before cancer. There was 30 years of life before cancer. Much more about me than a disease or about my health. There are many interests in my life that is not related to cancer at all. I want to explore that further still. I still have life ahead. I want to enjoy and continue and and um, find out about. It's a blur since they told me about it How the darkness had taken its toll And they cut into my skin And they cut into my body But they will never get a piece of my Has Ray beat the odds of cancer? Even though there may not be a medical cure for her disease, nor a clear answer as to what caused it, she's enjoying life. Next week on Asian Threads, we'll continue to explore Ray's cancer story. We'll look at how she's spreading awareness about her illness and why she manages to stay so positive through these enormous series of changes in her life. And someday if they tell you about it If the darkness knocks on your door Remember her, remember me we will be running as we have before Running for answers, running for more I run for hope, I run to feel I run for the truth, for all that is real I run for your mother, your sister, your wife I run for you
Mission Threads is sponsored by the Wing Foundation. Asian Threads, of course, produce and presented by Renita Mahocha Hora. A festival for the young and the young at heart. This year's International Young Readers Festival kicks off on March the 10th, and you can hear exclusive interviews with local and international young adult authors on our radio-free programs. You can listen online or download podcasts and listen anytime, anywhere. For more, visit our Radio 3 homepage or the Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival website. That's youngreadersfestival.org.hk. Weather-wise, cloudy, a few rain patches, up to around 16 degrees by this afternoon. Mist patches tonight and humid and warmer conditions over the next few days. Currently 14, humidity 91%.